Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Steady Focused. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for coming along with us. We got something special this evening. We're going to be sitting down with Mr. Fonda White. He's a former Wichita Falls Nighthawk who has been spreading positive information and sharing openly about his struggles with mental illness and his overcoming. He's putting out some excellent content, and I'm ex just very excited to sh shine a light on his story. He's seeking to make a positive difference in the lives of others, and he's absolutely succeeding. So, guys, please help me give a huge, steady, focused welcome to my friend, Mr. Fonda White. Hey. Let me get you right there. How's it going, Fonda? Good to see you, my man. I'm good, my man. How you doing? Great, great. Man, so since this is in this new season of Steady Focused, since we've been back in the new studio and since I think it's been about the beginning of November, yeah. one of the the first people that had reached out to me was you. Yeah. You know, and you were just encouraging me to, you know, keep doing this, keep going. And I really appreciated that so much, man. And then, of course, our history, the Nighthawks, we were both part of that great thing. Yeah. And, and then I start diving in on what you're doing and these videos that you're posting and your transparency and your honesty. And, you know, here's this big, strong man. And he's talking about things like toxic people and why me and overcoming and not giving up and, you know, just your ability to be vulnerable. I was and am like, I, uh, I love it, dude. It, it pumps me up. So how are you doing tonight, man? I'm sorry. I wanted to, I just had to get that going. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, my man. I'm good here with you ready to spread the positive and spread my message, man. And, you know, get caught up with you, man. So let, let's roll the clock back and make sure everybody can hear this in case you didn't know. Yes, back in the day when the Wichita Falls Nighthawks came to Wichita Falls and they kicked off, I was very fortunate to be the hype man. Yeah. And you were on the team. What You were the a tackle? Uh, left, left guard. Left guard. Okay, so that, that's how we met. Right. You know, um, Talk a little bit about your, uh, your college history and, and how you ended up into the Nighthawks. And uh, so I started off in uh, junior, Tyler Junior College and uh, got a you know a full scholarship there and <clears throat> went to uh, became an off conference player and played with great guys you know um, some of my best friends to this day I played with and then I got a scholarship to Midwestern State and uh, you know within that that time I was uh, you know going through a lot of things I was going through. And, and I had knee problems. I actually had a couple of uh, my coach told me I had a couple of uh, NFL teams look at me as well, you know, or at least okay. talk about me, put, put me in the mix of the conversation. Yeah. But I had uh, knee problems. I have no cartilage in my knees, in both of my knees. Oh, man. So when the Nighthawks came to town, it was kind of like, man, I wanted to redeem myself, you know, redeem myself a plan again and things of that nature. So I ended up uh, playing, trying out. Uh, getting a starting position and man, having a great time with those guys and ended up winning the national championship. Right on, man. It was right. Yes, it was the national championship. Hot that day too. <laughs> oh man. Great memories, man. 
For sure. What What are some of your biggest um, takeaways when you look back on that time in the Nighthawks and that special team? And and it was just so fast. You guys came on and just kind of like took the whole country by storm. What were some of your biggest highlights? Honestly, the the biggest highlight uh, of that year and that time was really just the camaraderie with the guys. You know, just like hanging out with the guys. I even got to play with, uh, you know, two of my best friends on the team that I played with in Tyler Junior College, Jesse Green and Ryan Taylor. And Man, it was uh, <clears throat> just a just a special bond we had, you know, it was just like, cause that's what, you know, when you go to that level of teamwork and, and uh, winning a championship, you got to have a bond. So it was a great bond with those guys, all of them. Man, we got uh, someone has commented a, a good friend of mine, Nathan, and he's a podcaster as well. And uh, Nathan, you'll have to comment and let us know, but where exactly you're living right now. I'm, I'm not for sure which state you're in, but Man, Nathan definitely puts out a lot of content about keep showing up and perseverance and and going for your goals. So that's cool. He's in to to tune in on this. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's just awesome the way life works, you know, fond of the way things we meet people, we go on with our life and then the rivers cross again. Right, full circle, man. It is, man. So one of the things you had posted recently, you were you were going into about a subject that I um I identify with. I think we probably all can, but it just it hit it hit me at the right time. You were talking about toxic people being in our lives and man, if talk on that subject. Yeah, man. Uh you know, I, I I believe I made that subject because uh, <clears throat> or create that subject because I know a lot of people deal with it, and I've I've dealt with it too. Because a lot of my content I, I put out is personal experiences first, and then I kind of give my my take on it. So, man, it's just you know when you are around people that are you know toxic and things of that nature. I left three tips, you know, on it. You know, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> one is identifying the toxic people because sometimes we can. Uh, not identify, you know, toxic people. So we have to identify, we have to set boundaries and we have to know when to let go and let God. So when you want to, when you want to be successful and you want to make an impact in the world, you know, toxic people, you know, have no time in your life, you know? So that's kind of what I touched on as, as far as that. Man, that's, and that I'm glad you mentioned it like that because that was something that I loved and was inspired and, uh, encouraged, you know, like, whoa, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try something like, like, I want to take a note from Fonda's book on this. A lot of your videos, you, you, you present a subject, toxic people, and then you say, Hey, I'm going to break it down and I'm going to give you three tips or three things that I've thought about this subject. Boom, boom, boom. Right. And I thought, man, that's great. You know, I, because it got me going, like, what are the three, you know, like, I want to feel this. I want to understand this, you know? So thank you for teaching it like that. Just now you said, let go. Sometimes you got to let go and let God. Did it, did you say that? Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. Let go and let God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Uh, Man, it's definitely, especially people that are, like I said in my video, especially people that are kind-hearted and, and and have the right intention and mindset, it's really hard to to let people go. You know that's why I put the set boundaries in there because sometimes 
if we don't want to let them go, maybe we can love them from a distance, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but let go and let God, it's like, let go of the things that are toxic to you and just let God, you know, uh, bring you along the way, you know? So you got to keep the faith, you know, you got to keep the faith that you're, you're, you're bigger than what you what what you are at this point, you know. So you're you're much more, you know. Mm. That's good, dude. Yeah, that's good, Fonda. You got a way about you that you're able to bring a message that it can be impactful and be digested and relatable. So, you know, just talking with you again, it it's uh, it's it's just reminding me. I'm so grateful, man, for like I was saying the way life works and people come back into our lives and I'm inspired by what you're doing, man. Big time. I appreciate you too, man. Thank you. Yeah. You had, you were, you've talked, um, well, it reminds me of, I was watching CT Fletcher. Do you, do you, are you, are you familiar with CT? Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're both, we're both the athletes and, you know, coming back into it. So of course CT and CT Fletcher, he grew up in an abusive home and, and he talks openly about how he, those demons haunted him up until his fifties, late fifties, mid fifties. And then he was able to kind of come to grab grips with that. And um, he actually went to his father. He had been waiting his whole life for his father to apologize to him for what he had done and things. And he, he had just one point said, you know what, I'm going to go to my father and I'm going to apologize to him. And he tells this whole story and that the struggle that we go through builds us and it makes us these, these things where we can, we can talk about these things. We can talk about toxic people. We can talk about loving ourselves. We can talk about, you know, why me and, and, and self hate and, and all of this and self love because we've been there and we understand. So talk a little bit about your struggle, man. Um, well, you know, uh, growing up, uh, it was definitely a different, uh, different household. I, I, I grew up in, you know, uh, was a dysfunctional family. A lot of people thought that, you know, we had things together, but really wasn't. But, you know, at the time growing up, I didn't understand that I was going through these things as far as, uh, my own mental health, you know, and, um, man, I remember the first time. I saw a figure. I, I was I have schizoaffective disorder, which is a uh, bipolar and schizophrenia together. You know, okay. it's just not one of the others together. You know, and um, so I used to see hallucinations and hear voices and things of that nature. And you know, just going through middle school, high school, I was a uh, all city player in high school and all all district player in high school, but nobody understood I was going through these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when I got to college. Uh, Tyler Junior College, I started to, at first I started to take, uh, you know, uh, pain pills for my knee, but then I got uh, addicted to them, you know, and and I started just taking them like I needed to function to take, you know, these pills. And then moving on to Midwestern, man, it was uh, it was definitely my, my, my demons were, were rising because uh, I started drinking alcohol every single day, going to class drunk, you know, off of pills and everything. And, um, you know, even uh, dealing with the Nighthawks, I was I was actually going through things as well, you know, uh, relationship things and just uh, suicide attempts. I tried to end my life four times in my life, you know, 
Um, you know, so two from pills, one from hanging and <clears throat> the other from actually cutting my wrist, my own wrist. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, then uh, probably around, I graduated in 2013, so probably around 2014, I just, uh, I was really deeply heavy into the, the drugs and alcohol. And at 25, statistically at 25 for men, uh, when you have a mental illness, that's when it starts to flare up and, and come up. And that's when people in my family were telling me I needed help. You know, I needed the, the help and I didn't, I didn't want to believe it because once you, you go through these type of things, you don't want to believe it. You just want to drown yourself, you know, with alcohol or <clears throat> whatnot. You know, self harm. Yeah. So, um, came home 2014. Uh, got on different medications. Uh, made me feel like a zombie. Got me. Uh, you know, uh, I was actually I went to jail in 2013. So I was on probation for a year. And while I was on probation, I had a manic episode. While while I was in that manic episode, I was driving drunk, uh, switching lanes, passing red lights. And uh, I actually made it to the uh, neighborhood and there was a kid playing basketball or something. And I checked down to see my to change the music of the phone on my phone. And and he moved out the way and I swerved and the car flipped twice over, you know, so uh, went through that, you know, which is, man, a, a definitely a blessing. But once I think in uh, 2000 and. 17, I was diagnosed when they, that's when they had diagnosed me with schizoaffect disorder. And 2018 or 2017, excuse me, I just was at my lowest. You know, I didn't, I'll be honest with you, man. I didn't uh, take care of my hygiene. Okay. I gained about, I was three, eight, 385 pounds, you know. Um, also, uh, I just didn't take care of myself mentally, you know. Yeah. And I was at my lowest and I, and I had to think of a way of to do something, you know, at times when you're at your lowest, you feel like there's no way to go, but up, you know, and that's why I always talk about hope. It's really, that's really what my message is, is hope, you know, spreading, ensuring hope back into people's lives. Cause I know what it feels like to lose hope and lose everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 2017, I made the decision, man, I made the decision to change my life, you know, and, Got on the right medication. Um, I got uh, fast forward to 2018, got a chance to go to L.A., Los Angeles, tell my story. Uh, this one lady, um, never forget her name, man, uh, Christy, Miss Christy Mott. She gave my first uh, speaking engagement in San Antonio here in San Antonio. That's where I'm from. And um, speaking, sp- uh, spoke in front of 500 people about my story. And from that point on, man, I was like, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to make my impact in the world and contribute to the world. So long story, a little long story, probably more into it, but you know, those are the highlights, yeah. but, um, but yeah, man, uh, been a definitely been a journey, definitely been a journey. Wow. So what do you say or how do you feel or how do you answer to yourself when you hear the term? Why me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I asked myself, that a lot in my dark days. Why me? I probably spent more time asking why me instead of why me, you know? Um, and what I mean by that is just like, like, man, if you, if you say, 
if you look at the situation, say, why me, man? Why me? You know, but excuse me, I'm going to say, try me. And if, if you say like, why me? But try me, you know, like, okay, put me through these things because I know I have a bigger, I have a bigger, uh, God has a bigger plan for me. But when I was in those times when I was saying, why me, why me, why me? And there were so many signs because that's what you got to do. You got to pay attention to the signs. You know, when God is trying to show you the way out, you know, he's trying to show you the way out of of your depression, you know, of your hopelessness, your 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 uh, anxiety or whatever you're going through. You know, he's going to show you the way out. And um, so, yeah, it was definitely a, a why me moments, a lot of why me moments. But uh, but you got to flip it around. You got to change your mindset to try me, you know, try me because I know um, something's better out there for me. Man, I, I feel that, dude. I When I think of why me, it makes me think of why would a mother deserve to watch her son or daughter die? Right. Why me? Why her? Why any of us? You know, like... And I, I am not the most suffered. Of I know there's more, you know, people have endured way more than what I have. Um, but it's like this is just, oh, man. Life is not fair. Life is beautiful. Life is a bitch, you know. Yeah. And I love how you're talking about. Yeah, you know, get through it and to strengthen us and because there's there's something more on the other side. There's oh man, what was it like when you came to a a, a awakening after your car flipped? You know, um when I came to awakening at my car flip, it was uh <clears throat> I was actually kind of still still drunk in that in sense but I used to I was telling my mom uh, everything I just kind of told her everything you know um, about the voices and, and things like nature but um, to, to take a step further it's just I feel like you know your pain comes from your purpose you know mm. a lot of people and, and this is what I uh, learned as my process of, of coming into my awakening was that everything that that I was uh, going through as far as the pain that I felt or the pain that I was going through, it was all for a purpose. You know, um, it's all for speaking to the 18 or 19 or 22 year old Fonda that was living his life, literally living his life. Like every day I'm going to die. I know one, I know any minute I'm going to die. Either I'm going to do it myself or somebody's going to do it for me. And it just wasn't mm. a, a healthy way of living. But I understood that, well, growing up, growing a little, getting a little older, I understood that my pain comes from my purpose. So now my purpose is to talk to that younger, my younger self. And I know there's a lot of people, millions of people that <laughs> were like my younger self. So, Dang, my pain comes from my purpose. Wow. I'm just, I'm taking notes, man. It's like, so what is your current um self-help look like i mean are, are you do you go to a counselor or are you 
you know, do you have a, a kind of a, a circle that you confide in? You're like, how, how do you kind of keep yourself mentally healthy? Right. Definitely. Uh, when I was going through my dark times, definitely had a psychiatrist, a great psychiatrist. Um, she helped me through a lot of things. Uh, as far as uh, counseling, yes, I went through counseling as well, too. And I know that's a different topic for, especially for the African-American community. They don't okay. talk about therapy, but hey, it helped me, you know, and, and it could help means, you know. So went through that. But, um, you know, what I've learned as well as for taking care of my own mental health is, you know, it's your own mental health, you know. So a lot of people can, uh, you know, be there for you and talk to you and things because my family is great. My grandmother and and my mom and sister and, and I have my faith in God. But uh, at the end of the day, when you're in that room by yourself, you know, you, you're by yourself, you know. So how I took care of my own mental health was things I tried to do was to, to learn about for one, I want to learn about my diagnosis. I want to learn about how to uh, understand my triggers, you know, understand my understand myself on a personal level, because I was playing football, doing school, you know, in and out relationships, you know, all the things I was doing. And when I came home in 2014, I, I didn't understand who Fonda White was, you know, so I had to learn myself all over again. And I think that's mm -hmm. one of the biggest keys you can take away is learning yourself, really loving yourself once again and and kind of uh, bring it out to fruition. Man, you're man, you're just dropping so much real, you know, and it's well, so you touched on that. uh <clears throat> Counseling is kind of a, a four-letter word in the African American community, right? Is that and so? Um, what do you say to somebody out there, white, black, Asian, whatever, that says, you know, they know that they have some issues going on, but they're afraid to reach out to a counselor? I would say to them, if you're afraid to reach out to a counselor, at least try to reach out to someone. You know, uh, someone maybe in your family or a close friend or. Uh, just a loved one, you know, just reach out to somebody because a lot of people can hold in the uh, the anger, the anxiety, the depression, they can hold it in, you know, but if you reach out to somebody, <clears throat> you know, it can at least, you know, ease the tension, ease the feelings, you know, and if you want to, if you feel comfortable in that state, because that's how I, I was, I would not tell a lot of people about what I was going through. Um, and then I started to kind of tell my best friends and kind of tell my family. Then I kind of moved up to, to, to counseling, you know, cause you know, counseling, you know, talking to somebody that you don't really know, you know, but they're just like, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's kind it of hard, intimidating. You know? Right. You know, but if you, if you kind of take those baby steps to at least releasing this information or this, that information out, it can lead up to counseling, you know, but uh, not, not saying it's the best way. It's just, it was just the best way for me at the time. Yeah. You got to find your own way to kind of get your yourself expressed. That's true, man. And I believe that from my own experience that when I just open up, you know, and just whatever I'm feeling inside and just open up a little bit, even like I say, maybe to my son or my wife or, or someone and just a little bit, right. it, it's like uh, we're a pressure cooker and just a little bit of that releases out. Yeah. So, man, we just, we carry so much inside of us yeah. <sighs> yeah. that maybe we don't have to carry. Yeah. True. 
one of the things you were wanting to touch on was production. Yeah. You you know, and kind of raise the production value up a little bit. I'll, I'll kind of share right now what, what I've got going on here. Okay. Um, and I know you're a fan of Michael Carmichael, right? Evan Carmichael. Oh, yeah. 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 Evan Carmichael. I don't know why I keep saying Michael Carmichael. Evan Carmichael. Yeah. And so I, we, if you guys haven't checked him out, um, look at him. He's he's good. A massive amount of content right. that he's putting out. A lot of his YouTube videos will, let's say he'll, he'll do, uh, I'm going to talk about five things that Fonda White lives by. And so he'll, he'll, he pulls in footage from interviews and video clips that these people have done, but he'll talk to the camera for a little bit and put some words on the screen. So I, I studied his setup a little bit and I think it's pretty similar to what I'm doing here. I think he's got one camera right in front of him, which I have right here. And the one that I'm actually using that we're looking at is a Panasonic GH4. That's the one that I have. And, you know, so those, it's like, how much do you want to spend on a camera? But that one's it's several years older. So you could probably get that camera and the lens that I have on it, maybe like 600. Um, and then of course you can do all your videos with it. It's, it's a really good camera. Um, this mic that I have right here, this is a blue Yeti. Um, and it's a USB, so it plugs straight in. This mic is about $95, you know, so, but you can get it. I'm sure you can find it used on eBay or something like that. And then I just have one light right above me. And what I'll do is when this episode goes up on steadyfocused.com, let me, uh, I'm going to see what episode this is going to be when it goes up. Make sure I say that right. Um, yeah, that's, so it's going to be episode 94. So it'll be steadyfocused.com slash 94. And what I'm going to do, Fonda, I'm going to put some behind the scenes pics of my setup so you can okay. kind of see what I got going on. So right above me, this one light is a very basic light and you can get like a full kit for I don't know, like a hundred bucks, two hundred dollars. It's it's a very inexpensive light, but right. it's just got like a soft light to kind of light me up. And then behind me, let me whoops, let me go the other way. You can see well, you can't, but you see that's lit up orange. Yeah. Uh, and so I just have a little light on the ground right there. So, you know, lighting is the, the the very first episode of Steady Focused, when I first started this, it was about me talking about photography and video. Mm-hmm. And the first episode was video and photography is all about lighting. Right. And it is, you know, so I had reached out to I, we had Stephen Santiana. He was he's the mayor of Wichita Falls. We had him on a few episodes back. And he was talking about Simeon, what what setup should I do for my I'm doing a lot of Zoom meetings and um, Skype meetings and things like this. And I gave him a couple of recommendations for some uh, a basic light that I thought would do really good that he could kind of even clip on his um, uh, laptop and give him some light right there. So I'll send those over to you and just give you some links. Um, and yeah. Just and we just keep growing along the way, you know. It this setup, it had yeah. took me. I I'd been wanting to do live episodes for a long time, 
and I wanted to do it with this camera, but I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't plug that camera into here. And then there was this thing that I was missing and it's called a cam link. That's what it ended up being. And again, guys, I'm going to put a link to all this stuff in the episode. So steadyfocused.com slash 94, and you can see what I'm talking about. But anyway, that allows for one of these nicer cameras to plug straight in to the laptop. Yeah. But man, you know, the, the videos that you're putting out look great. And I get asked so many times, like, what camera should I use? Send me what camera should I use? The right. camera that we should use is the camera that we have, start, you know, number one. And pretty much the majority of us have a freaking production studio in our pocket all the time with an iPhone or the Android. It's nuts how good these cameras are. Yeah. It's crazy. So, man, um, I would, your videos look great. What I'm seeing, I, I think it's about just, Keep doing it. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. We know you know Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. Evan Carmichael and Gary V are my two favorite entrepreneurs of all time. So yeah. Okay. Gary V. <laughs> well, we're very similar. Well, then you know Gary V is just like it's all about content. Just keep yeah. putting it out. Keep putting it out. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. And then yeah, just like this, you'll you'll get on a show over here. You're going to get on there. You're going to get on it um, in San Antonio. You're going to do your talk, you know? And then, so what you could do as far as more content, you could take this video that we're creating right here and reach out to someone on Fiverr, right? Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And that's a place that you can hire people to do different creative things for you. Very inexpensive, people right. from all around the world, you could give them your vi this video and say, Hey, I need you to chop this up for me. Give me right. several videos um, of me talking and maybe put the, the words at the top. Like I'm going to at least do one from this talk and then I'll share it out. Okay. Um, but so much of what you've given is great. Yeah. And you just take those and then you share that 15 seconds or three minutes of this 45 minute conversation put like a, a tag along the top that says um, toxic people like you're doing on your videos. You're already doing that. You know, <laughs> um, you got your headline and then put it out, but just keep trimming it. So you'll have a lot of good content out of this um, interview that we're doing right here. So, but I mean, if you're, if you're following Gary and you're following uh, Evan Carmichael, you know about content. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely, man. Yeah. Man, so how's uh, how's Christmas going to be for you guys? Uh, just a uh, just the uh, the the immediate family, man. Mom, sister, mom's boyfriend, and me and mom and my yeah. cousin. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a small Christmas, but a good one though. Did you get? Have you got COVID? I have not. Okay. In, any one of your you really any one of your close family has gotten it? Oh no! Thank God. No. Okay. We got up up here in Wichita Falls, and I know it's gone out across the whole country, but in Wichita Falls at United Regional where I work yesterday, I think it was yesterday, maybe, maybe it was Friday. My days are on today is Monday. So it was Friday. Oh, yeah. We, um, we started giving out the vaccine oh, here wow. at United Regional. So, and my wife just got it today. Oh, um, she works at the trauma services. So, wow. and 
it's um it's it's just a big moment in our history you know wow. yeah oh yeah man most definitely mm. yeah. it's scary i know we it, it kept us during thanksgiving to not go out and be with the the rest the our extended family like we normally would have but i've gotten covid and i've come through it it was intense man and i, I feel like i'm a healthy young man right you know i'm 40 but i still right. feel like i'm a healthy young man and it kicked my ass dude and i just remember thinking i would not want want one of my kids to go through this or someone who was older like my mom or my dad because right. yeah hmm. Mm. That's tough, man. But I'm glad you, you got through it, though. You know? Yeah. And I could tell the story about it. I can relate with it. And I just have a different perspective. And from working at the hospital and seeing the volume of people who have come in, the high volume that we're having and, you know, the load that, that it's taking on the nurses as well as the, the community. So, yeah. It's just crazy, man. Yeah. So, anyways, let's let's talk about the future. You know, what wh what do you have? What's your plans, man? Uh, where do you want to go from here? What What are some of your dreams? I always say um, that if identifying our truest desire mm -hmm. is similar to leveling up in a Nintendo game, right? Yeah. So, what what is your true passion desire? Man, my true passion, well, I always say my foundation is motivational speaking, first and foremost. I know I do a lot of things. I do music. I do fitness. I do, you know, um, writing. You know, I'm, I'm trying to write a book, but I keep getting off uh, subject with that. But, okay. <laughs> you know, but my foundation is motivational speaking, man. One day, hopefully to uh, <clears throat> be on TED Talk, hopefully speaking, um, you know, millions of people, thousands of people. You know, I always tell people I want to uh, be like the next, uh, the black Tony Robbins one day, man. So yes. <laughs> that's always been one of my biggest dreams recently, probably about last three years, you know. Um, so uh, just to keep spreading my message of hope and uh, just ensuring the best quality of life for people, man, and bring so much value to people. That's that's my biggest dream. Damn it, man. I love you, Fonda. I love it, man. You're just, you're speaking my language. If you guys go to my Instagram right now, one of my, uh, on it, it says uh, future Ted speaker. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. one of my dreams. And you know what? And I'm like, Simeon, when was the last time you said that? When was the last time you said to out loud, hey, I'm going to be on Ted? Do you right. do uh, dream boards or vision boards? H are you familiar with those? Do you mess with those? Oh, yeah. yeah, actually, that's funny because I <laughs> actually have my, my pictures and my board. I just haven't put it up yet. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I keep a lot of pictures uh, around uh, my room and, and my uh, quotes and sayings in my living room and things of that nature. Because another thing I want to do is uh, one day I want to have a, a huge production company. Okay. Uh, one day at a time production company, ODAT. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and just have a, a team and everything like that, you know, just kind of doing the, the same videos I'm doing now, but just on a bigger platform There you, you go. Know, and uh, have a team behind me. And also with Rise to Strive, uh, my other uh, business uh, company, is that I want that to be kind of my, my philanthropy uh, giving back, you know, uh, Rise to Strive, always rise to the occasion, strive to the situation. I say it a lot of my videos. And so I kind of want that to be the nonprofit organization. But. My main focus is uh, <clears throat> one day at a time production, 
and um, just trying to just trying to keep going and spread that message. Just like you said, keep going, you know, with content and keep keep being consistent about it. So there you go. I'm trying to do, man. I know, man, just being consistent, showing up. Just show up, man. Whenever I I have those thoughts inside my head and, you know, like I'm, I start going down the path, whatever the path is, like towards success, like I feel like I'm being called to do. Right. And then that other voice starts coming in like, yeah, but it's not good enough or yeah, but you're not good enough or right. yeah, but yeah, but. And then, man, I'm just like, shut up. Yeah. You're not getting paid to think right now. Right. do the work yeah yep man i i've been thinking about content with steady focused and where right. do i want to go and where am i being led and you know as i'm doing these interviews i'm learning of course like we're learning and like i'm learning about how to get the best quality you know from for um the guest as well as myself and right. um and I, and I was writing to myself this morning and i was it was just talking about you know, when we get started on something, we're not going to be able to predict all the roadblocks and proactively um, negate them or, or plan for them. You know, like I'm not going to know that these are going to be issues that I have to overcome until I start swimming the race, you know, until I actually get in there, get wet and start figuring it out. Then I'm like, man, this I'm frustrated by this. I need to overcome this. So I'm feeling um, roadblocks. I'm seeing roadblocks. I'm experiencing struggles. That's great because right. I'm learning. Yeah. 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 Damn. So I, I, I get that, man, because uh, one thing, two things I can touch on is when I first started doing my videos, I used to put the camera like up to my face <laughs> and one person was like, okay, back up off the camera. It, you know, so I had to learn in the process as well. But um, man, one thing I can touch on is is passion, man. If you like, I feel like if you have a passion for something, like uh, <clears throat> like I've named all the things I love to do, I have hobbies and everything. But some days I, well, not even some days, almost every single day, I cannot wake up. I cannot wait to get up and make a video. You know, okay. just my message. So it's like when you have that passion for something, that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps you going in the right direction. You know. Mm -hmm. And, and of course you have those days where you're like, am I doing this right? Am I, am, am I doing, you know, am I going in the right direction? But I feel like the heart leads, man. Then the mind kind of, mm. you know, kind of the heart leads and then the mind kind of, kind of helps you get through the logic part of it, you know, but, uh, but let that heart lead, man, mm. <laughs> let that heart lead, man. Cause it's definitely going to lead you in the right direction. You got some great vocabulary and you got an excellent mindset. Thank you, uh, man. So much. I've written so much down from what you're saying. Uh, philanthropy, philanthropy, heart leads, passion. My pain comes from my purpose. Um, let go and let God hope. Man, I just I don't know if you have heard, but at the beginning of this year, um, there I had him on the show a while back, a good friend of mine, Mr. Mike Badalino. He's on a quest to become the strongest man in America. There, he's going to the national competition. I think it's in June. It got postponed from 2020 because yeah. of COVID and everything. So he's still, he was, he was basically peaking for June of last year and it fell through. So he's just carried through. Right. And so he's going to be going back in June. We're going to go 
it, we're doing a documentary series about it. So, but talking with him and he mentioned the book man's search for meaning by oh, Victor Frankel. Have you read it? I haven't read it, but I heard of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, man, I just want to extend an invitation to you that after through our conversation, he said, you know what? I'm going to reread that on January 1st. Mm. And I said, okay, I'm going to reread it too. Let's I'll commit to that. So I'm just kind of spreading the word. If you want to join us, great. Um, I don't know. Maybe there'll be some sort of a reflection episode of anyone who's who does it. But I, I first listened to it on Audible. Mm-hmm. and It was just great. And so this time I'm going to read it for those of you guys that may not know. But Victor Frankel, he was um, a, a therapist and he was actually a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. So here he is in a concentration camp and he watched several of his family members die in the concentration camp and people suffering. He himself almost died. He came out of it. And out of this, he kind of recognized that even when we're in our, the most horrific of conditions, literally watching our mother, our, our daughter, you know, not our daughter, but our mother, our sister die in a concentration camp, he realized that there was still a hope and for, staying alive and there and in that there was a meaning for living and so that's kind of what this book is about and i'm just excited to go through it again so anyway i'm just putting it out there anybody who's listening i've, I've been talking a lot about it but man <sighs> search for me touch base with you and Final thoughts. I'm gonna, I'm just going to kind of give you the floor and and let you. Uh, yeah, what what's on your mind, my man? Man, on my mind. Um, I just want to say that uh, for anybody out there that feels like they lost hope, you know, I just want to say that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and just to keep persevering and keep going, no matter what, you know, because uh, like my my favorite entrepreneur always says, we're all built to serve. You know, we're all built to serve in this in this. Uh, this world we're living in and I know life gets hard and things of that nature, but, um, you know, just, uh, just keep going, you know, and for me, I'm going to do my best to, uh, keep trying to change the world, you know, keep trying to change the world and just, just some dude trying to change the world. So <laughs> mm. my final thoughts, my man. So if people want to find you more online, they want to watch some of these videos and, and keep up with you and stay motivated with you. How can they find you? Um, everything is Fonda White. Uh, I, that's funny because I, I just changed my uh, Facebook back to public <laughs> today after we talked. Uh, so Fonda White, uh, Instagram is Fonda White Jr. I uh, will be starting my YouTube uh, kind of when I get the, the the means of trying to, you know, get it out there and put the, yeah. the right stuff out there. Uh, it's Fonda White Jr. as well. So everything's Fonda White Jr. And uh, that's where you can find me, Instagram and Facebook. That's where I'm mostly at. So, yeah. There it is, guys. And I, I encourage you to check him out. Go follow, go listen, go give him some high fives, you know, and mm, wow. So many great things that Fonda has has given to us this evening. If you guys have gotten any value, any inspiration, any aha moments, any peace, any clarity, 
any creative juices flowing in your brain, please share this with somebody. Tell somebody about what Fonda is doing. Tell somebody about Steady Focused. Like he said, we're just two dudes going down the path of life, trying to make a positive difference in this world. Tell somebody. Until next time, I'm your host. I'm your number one, Mr. Simeon Hendricks. And this is Steady Focused.